Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is your host, hopefully one of your favorite deplorable brothers, David J. Harris Jr. And I have an amazing show for you all today. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me as I break down the truth, the news that's not drenched in liberal bias. It's unadulterated, it's raw, it's real, and it's more important than ever that we all get the truth. Today's broadcast is brought to you by my good friend Mike Lindell's company, My Pillow. Friends, if you need to sleep well, if you want to feel good while you're sleeping, you've got to try Mike Lindell's pillows or his sheets or his mattress topper. I have all of those. My wife absolutely loves his sheets, as do I. There's nothing I love more than actually feeling comfortable, just that you feel so good and cool while you're sleeping. His new Giza sheets are absolutely amazing. Use the promo code David, that's my name, David, when you make your order at mypillow.com and you can save up to 60%. Yes, Mike Lindell gave a special promo code for me, for you, my audience. So you can save up to 60%. Need new pillows, need sheets, want to give your mattress a makeover, get that pillow topper, that mattress topper, just use the code David and you'll save up to 60%. So let's get into my show today. Today, friends, I have the honor and the privilege of not just have somebody that's absolutely wrecking the scene out there, being a champion for all things conservative, but also an individual that I truly get to call friend. He's got a new book out that all of you need to go order Without any further ado, my good friend, Graham Allen. Graham, my brother, how are you doing today? What's up, man? I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm alive. And I get to hang out with you for a little bit. So it's a good day. It is a good day. That's a good day when we get to hang out a little bit. Uh, yeah. Social distancing and all, we still get to connect some. And yeah, it's we got to do what we can. <laughs> True, brother. True, man. True. And from and from my guest room, no, nonetheless. And so it's a rare, rare look, rare look these days. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be able to uh, hop on here. I, I really want to get into some questions about your book, your new book, okay. America 316, Family, Faith, Freedom Forever. This book, I haven't finished it yet, but what I've been into so far, what I've read so far is amazing, brother. I love it. Great Thank job. You. Great Thank job. You. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, the, the the book actually goes live July 28th. We're in pre-order right now. And so, yeah, man, thank you for having me to uh, to talk about the book. It's weird. It's weird talking about like a book. You've been an author and your book is amazing for a while. And yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on your show. Absolutely. Well, you cover a lot of topics, you know, in this book. You talk about toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity. Yeah. You talk yeah. about tattoos. Yeah, you talk about Christianity and conservatism. Patriotism is not racist. There's a big push for everything that they that we believe is is truly patriotic. They're deeming it racist. Gun rights are human rights. Do you know where your kids are? Our rights and our freedoms are not up for debate. But uh, what I want to jump into first, okay? I like to do these deep dives. What I want to jump into first, Graham, and commend you on, brother, is your level your level of vulnerability that you shared in this book. I mean, yeah. you look like 
a tough guy. You are. You're a badass. You're, you're a military veteran. You know, you're you're somebody that nobody should want to ever want to tangle with unless there's 25 of them and just one of you. But you are and have the look of a badass. Yet in this book, you are super vulnerable, brother. Yeah. How hard was it for you to be that vulnerable? Well, uh, it was interesting. And, and and I know that me and you talked when I was in the process of writing the book and you gave me some great advice. I decided I wanted to write this book a lot differently than I think a lot of people think that this book is going to go. I, I think that, you know, we're all unfinished products and, and, and we're all products of, of our past and where we've come from. And so many people know me from where I am right this second, you know, or, or they wouldn't be buying the book or reading about it in the first place. But I really thought that it was important for people to understand, at least in the beginning of the book, I think we have a good 50-50 of the book here. But in the beginning, I wanted people to know, you know, hey, this is this is who I am. This is why I think the way that I think. This is why I feel the way that I feel. And, and if you understand more of where I've been, you'll understand, you know, this is why I take the stand here where I do. And this is why I made this video. That's the biggest video I've ever done. You know, the, the, the tattoo video. That's why there's a chapter dedicated just to that. You know, this is why I even made that in the first place, because this happened back in the past. And, and so I just felt that it was important and it was difficult to, to write about a lot of the stuff you know, you've read you've read the first couple chapters. And but again, I think it's important for people to realize I shouldn't be a Christian. Not really based no. off of, based off of how the beginnings of my life were. And I think that that's important for people to hear or read. I, I think that it's important for people to realize that, you know, we live in a society that is very much. Well, my life was this way or this happened to me. And so that's why I behave in this in this way, or that's why, you know, I, I think the world owes me something, et cetera. And, you know, I figured the best way to do it was to just tell the story and kind of let people relate to it how however they, they want to relate. Well, I think it's so beautiful, even just in even just in, in praying and thinking about interviewing you right now. I interviewed uh, Bevelyn Beatty. She's the black gal that was smearing the yeah. black. Yeah, the paint, the paint, uh, yeah. Yeah. And the conversation was so beautiful in that she's a strong believer mm-hmm. and she truly believes and understands this is a spiritual battle. And, and thinking about bringing you on and having having read some of your book already, the strong stance that you take as a believer, yet what you went through in the early years could have turned a lot of people off from Christianity ever again. Yeah. And to my audience, to those listening right now or watching, you know, my my challenge is I want to ask Graham about some of the things that he went through. But my challenge to you watching or listening is think about the things that you went through that maybe turned you off. And hopefully somebody sent this to you and said, hey, just listen to this. Just watch this. Just give these guys a chance and give Graham a chance to share his story. But for those of you that have been turned off to Christianity, that turned you away and made you go to another route or whatever, I really want you to hear what Graham went through and then to be able to appreciate the fact that we're all imperfect people. And a lot of times there's people that are wearing the name of Jesus that are doing some very, very wrong things. But listen to what 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 took place in Graham's life and then to understand the man of faith that he is today is amazing. Share with our share with our audience right now 
some of these give overviews. Don't give away the book, but give okay. give some of the overviews of some of the horrendous things that you had to deal with in the name of Christians, your own family, your parents, step parents, and you know those that uh, were were over you that should have turned you away from from faith. Period. Forever. Yeah. Well, you know the 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 book starts off as kind of a you know autobiographical type book. You know to to, to bring you to the point mid book of where you even know who I am enough to buy this book in the first place. And then the latter part of the book, the other half is very much probably more what people would expect. The, the, the ranting about this and the church and toxic masculinity and all that other stuff. But, but the very first chapter is, is called every story has a beginning and you'll read in the very first line. It, 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 it kind of punches you in the mouth. Like the very first line of the book is like, Whoa, wow. You know, I wasn't expecting that. And it actually is a quote, from my stepfather, the very last time that I spoke to him. And what takes place after that is you learn very quickly that my actual mother and my actual father married and divorced twice before I was the age of eight. You know, I talk about the fact of that, you know, me and my dad have a relationship now. You know, my kids know him as Pawpaw and whatnot, but but we're not talking about now. We're talking about the past. And, and back then, I really tried to depict what happened to me, unfortunately, is what happens to a lot of people here in America, this this cycle of brokenness and 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 somebody gets broken at a point in their life and then they have kids and then they don't they they don't get the help they need or they don't figure it out or more specifically, they don't find the Lord and break the cycle and the cycle continues and continues and continues. So my dad lost his dad when he was 15 years old to alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And my dad never recovered from that. I mean, he just didn't. He just did not ever recover from that. And so even though my dad was 25 years old when he had me, he just was not ready to be a dad, you know, and it showed. And so by the age of eight, um, I was living with my grandparents, with my mom. And my mom was my champion during that time in my life. I mean, it was just it was just me and her. And then she meets my stepfather. And and I specifically did not name my stepfather in the book for for, for a reason. I I didn't write this book to shame people. I I didn't do that. And and even my mom, I don't give my mom's actual name or anything like that. I, I, I didn't write this book for people to like find out who they are and, you know, and talk about how terrible people they were. You know, I, I wrote it because I wanted people to realize that my story wasn't the worst of stories. Of course, there's people that had a far worse time growing up than me. But this was my story and and I wanted you to see it. So my mother and my stepfather got married. My stepfather came from a super, super religious works driven religious background. You know, anyone who's ever dealt with, you know, works driven Christianity knows that it can become very intense very quickly. And, And it's based around it's based around fear and around punishment and around feelings of of never being good enough. And even still to this day, as a 33-year-old adult, I still, and me and you have talked about this, David, I still struggle with, you know, well, well, am I a good enough Christian 
to make it into heaven one day. You know, have I done enough? You know, and I still struggle with that. Anyway, so it, it became a very new world order very quickly with my stepfather. And then you'll learn that a tragedy happens very early in, in my mother and my stepfather's marriage. A tragedy happens and my mother is is clinically diagnosed with mental health disorders. And there was a tragedy in my family that it just it, it 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 broke something in my mother. And, you know, I think I even say the words in the book, you know, I, I, I lost my mother and I never got her back. But I didn't realize I had lost my mother at that point until yeah. many years down the road. And yeah, so and, and from, from that point, uh, mental health takes us takes a toll. Horrific religious punishments take a toll in my life for for, for many, many years. And you know, I, I talk about, you know, the Bible's read to me of what I've done wrong and this is why it's wrong. And there, you know, th there's the pound of flesh per se to pay for doing yeah. these things wrong, et cetera. Got spanked. Well, well, yes. And so, you know, very, very old school type, you know, and I'm not Christian yeah, TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not against disciplining children, obviously, but but you know, there there is a level where it gets kind of, you know, like wow, that you know, that may be a little much. And so not to give things away, everybody can read it and interpret it their own way. But yeah, it became a matter of my parents thought that I was this lost cause and that I was going to hell and that you know, that they had done everything that they could with me. And then, you know, they end up trying to get rid of me and, and trying to send me off to a, well, it's called French Camp Academy is the name of the place. And, you know, that's where the bad kids go, you know, as people would call it. And it's where, yeah, it's where I took a stand that I wasn't going to, to deal with that anymore. And then you find out that my mother kind of signed me away when it's all said and done. And anyway, leads you down a really, really crazy, insane road. And, you know, I don't think people are exactly ready for, for the first couple chapters of the book. And I'm excited about it, but I'm also very nervous about it. Uh, and so we, we shall see. We shall see what people think. Well, I think that uh, that bit of nervousness is good. That means that you are vulnerable. You put yourself out there. And I think that's what most people need right now. They need honest, raw, genuine stories, you know, real life stories of overcoming. And I can't help but I couldn't help but think reading those chapters, you know, there's so much being said about white privilege in, in our society today. I yeah. kept saying, where's Graham's white privilege? Yeah, <laughs> you, well... You, well, you self, yeah. you, self uh, you know, admit you were started dealing with the with depression in sixth grade. You started having some some pretty, pretty severe issues for for anybody that age. And I know there's a lot of people out there, a lot of students, a lot of people listening or watching right now that maybe are in that age range or have just gone through that age range and have dealt with issues where, you know, severe depression. And the beautiful thing, knowing who you are and where you're at is knowing where you came from. And so to to just know what you've what you've gone through, what you went through with your parents and just that whole upbringing, and then to see where you're at right now, I think it's a huge, huge bullhorn uh, to anybody listening that that you can get up and create whatever you want in this in this life and that God is good. Yeah, God's got a plan, man. And, and, and I do say this in the book and I do believe this, that, you know, if you take anything away from the first half of the book. It's that no matter how dark it may seem, no matter how crazy or how uphill a battle 
it may seem in your life or that you're just being dealt like this horrible hand, that's when God's normally working the most in your life and you just don't even know it yet. And, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. And, 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 you know, my wife asked me that because before this book, obviously, the only person close in my life that knew all these things was my wife. You know, she said, well, now that you've written you know, the book about about your life so much, is there anything that you would change and or wish things had gone differently? And, you know, during those times, of course, you know, I w- would have wished that my whole life would have been different. But now. Looking back, I truly believe that the reason that people, I don't know, connect with what I have to say when I do have things to say, the reason that I think the way that I think and and for some reason people attach to that uh, for good or bad, I, I truly believe it's because of everything. And and even in my marriage, you know, that there's a whole chapter about our marriage and David, you've been very open and honest about this as well, that, you know, me and Alyssa probably shouldn't have made it. But 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 we did through 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 God and through just just marrying the right woman, man, because not many people would would put. A, and that goes with that breaking the cycle thing. Right. Like like I didn't realize that what happened to me with my parents and everything would affect me later on in my life because I had nothing to hold as an example to when things got hard in marriage, because anyone who's been married for over six months knows, I, you know, it's, it's a lot more work than, than, than you think it's going to be. And so the, the first half of the book, if I have one hope, it's that every single person that reads it will be able to find at least one thing that they're like, oh, wow, yes, that that happened to me. Or yes, I felt that or wow, you know, that's exactly what I'm feeling right this second. And so the first half of the book was was really written for that reason. Well, I think that the I think that it's definitely going to touch a lot of people, friend. I think that you're going to reach a lot of people. You're going to wake up a lot of hearts and a lot of minds, especially with the uh level of vulnerability and and just the transparency that you gave all of us, you know, and and bringing back the stories that you went through. I love the pictures in there. Yes, brawny uh, little kid from Mississippi, man. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the pictures in there and love the story of how you met your bride, Alyssa. Uh, that's in there too. Won't spoil it. You got to get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching or listening, I'm talking with Graham Allen, his new book, America 316. It's available for pre-order right now at America316.com. Is that correct? That's it, man. Yeah, we're, we're in pre-order for the next, oh, man, I think it's like six days and the book goes live. So, yeah, just go to America316.com and, uh, you know, we've got some specials going on right this second. So, All right. So I want to ask you, uh, I want to ask you in just a second, what was the funnest part of the book to write? But really quick, first, I've got a quick word from my sponsor. Friends, this show is brought to you by a good, a good friend of mine, Mr. Mike Lindell of My Pillow. Mike is an amazing individual. He's a patriot. He loves this country. And I've got to personally tell you, I've benefited so much from his mattress topper. We have a pretty expensive mattress already. Got it a good deal on it, but it's a Florida King, Eastern King. And I said, sure, we'll try this mattress topper. Friends, I can't tell you how much better my sleep has been since we started using this mattress topper. I literally, we just moved. And when we moved, we didn't put the mattress topper on that first night. And that first night we slept on our regular mattress. My wife and I looked at each other first thing in the morning. We both said the same thing. 
we got to put this mattress topper back on. So special promo right now. If you use the code David at MyPillow.com for his mattress topper, you'll get two free MyPillows and you'll save 30% off that, off that mattress topper. So once again, go to MyPillow.com, use the code David. You'll save 30% on that mattress topper, up to 60% on everything else, and you'll get two free MyPillows. God bless Mike Lindell. All right, Graham Allen, what was the funnest part of the book for you to write? Ooh, the 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 funnest part of the book. The funnest is, you know, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. I think the most fun chapter was the Daily Ranch chapter. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. Kind of explaining to everybody how all of this craziness actually happened. In the first place. And and David, you know, as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur on social media like myself, you know, the very beginning is a little bit of luck, right? It, it's a little oh, bit yeah. of luck. You know, you, you catch that first video and, and you gain some momentum. But every single day after that first little bit of luck, man, it is it is a lot of work, a lot yeah. of taking chances, a lot of just sleepless nights and you know it's not it's not easy man it's really not yet me and you talked our health is taking effects from everything that we do these days and it's a lot of work and so that was really fun to 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 really kind of explain to people hey you know this all wasn't just a fluke you know that there was a method behind all the madness of all this stuff and so that was fun and then the tattoo chapter was probably really that was really important for me to write because that's the biggest video I've ever done. 250 million shares or views? Which one? It had, it had 200 and some odd million views, like 2 million shares on the video. Ridiculous. Yeah. And and, you know, we gained like a million followers just off of that video. It's the, the biggest video I've ever done. And there's such a story behind that. That was actually the first chapter of the book I wrote. I wrote it completely out of order. The tattoo chapter was the very first chapter that I wrote for the book. And because I knew, you know, we're doing a book. I got to talk about the tattoo video and I got to talk about why. And, you know, my hope is that 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 chapter will affect a lot of people on, on a positive because I think we've all dealt with. You know, those Christians that, that that feel like they're they're superior because we're not as Christian as they are or they've got Jesus like we don't have Jesus. Right. And then you find out that those people aren't perfect either. And 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 I think we all can relate to that. Democrat, Republican, whatever, like everybody can relate to that. Anyway, so so so, so for, that, that was one of the most important ones. So for those that don't know, I don't want you to spoil it. I want them to read the book and the chapter itself, but at least set it up. What okay. was what was happening? that caused you to then make that video that that was your very first video. That was your very first video or the first one that went viral. That was, that was the first one that, 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 that truly just broke every like stratosphere of things, I guess you could say. Well, you know, like I know, like, like, like most videos nowadays, if you don't do like a million, that's like a, uh, you know, whatever kind of video, Yeah. but you know, when you hit something that, that is different, you know, it very quickly Oh, that, that there's something going on with that video that doesn't normally happen, and, yeah. and and that was that was that video. So so to set it up without giving away the big like shocker of the, yeah. of the chapter is I had a woman on Twitter write a Twitter comment that said, and I'm going to butcher it if I don't look at it in the book, but it but it was essentially, Graham, I really like what you have to say, but your tattoos make you look trashy, and you know I got a lot of tattoos, and so and as a Christian woman, I just can't stand to look at you or something to that wow. regard. 
And because of the early chapters you read, because of that chapter, when you read that chapter and the big like, whoa, kind of moment of that chapter, you'll see that how in the grand scheme of things, that was really kind of a light kind of comment. I mean, I get death threats every day. I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of comments, there really wasn't that bad. But for for very specific reasons that you read in the book, you'll understand why that one got to me and why I felt that I needed to talk. And David, I mean it again when I say, if everything had not happened to me the way that it happened, if I had not been judged by Christians and man-run churches the way that I had, I wouldn't have been able to, through the Lord's helping me, I wouldn't have been able to express what I what I needed to express so genuinely that so many people attached to that video. You know, there was no faking the words in that video because, I mean, that was me. That was my life. I knew exactly what I wanted to say. You know, that, 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 those are the really powerful moments of doing all this stuff, David, is, you know, it's fun to poke at the Democrats. You know, it's fun to make fun of people doing ridiculous stuff. But when you have those rare moments that, man, you, you, you speak something, and it wasn't me that spoke those words, because there's no way I could have said it the way that I did without help from, from the Lord speaking through me. I really believe that. But, but, but when you have those moments... And then so many people attach emotionally to those words and to that situation. That's the gift of doing what we do now, in my opinion, is when you have those rare, those because they don't happen all the time, but you have those rare videos, man, that just, it transcends something. And, and so anyway, I had to write about it in the book. Well, it's, it's an amazing story. I know, uh, I know the backside of what happened. I can't wait for our audience to to get to read that. That's a huge part of the book. And the thing that the th- the other thing that I, I love about how you've uh, you're sharing today and and what you share in the book and from seeing your journey from what you went through to who you are now, it re- it so reminds me of one of my life anchor verses. And I'm going to ask you what one of your life anchor verses is in a second. Okay. One of my life anchor verses is God can cause all things to work together for your good. And in that promise, it, you know, he says, all things, God is able to cause all things to work together for your good. That means the good, the bad, the ugly, the things yep. that we did, the things that somebody else did to us, all encompasses all things. And so for a person that's gone through anything, any kind of devastation, trauma, uh, disappointment, whether it's been because of actions of them, themselves or the actions of somebody else, the beautiful thing about that promise is that God is able to make all those things work together for our good. And to me, your ability to share the video the uh, with the tattoo about the tattoos that, you know, resonated with millions and millions of people, it was a product of what you'd been through. And it's a it's a point that how God can cause all those things that we've gone through to work to work for our good. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the foundational launching pad that video for you, you know, becoming this breakout superstar that you are on social media and on TV and everything else, it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful proof of that promise from our Papa. No, I I agree, and and mine that's always stuck with me through the years is uh, Proverbs sixteen three, and it's you know there's a bunch of different translations through different whatever version Bible that you read, but commit to the Lord all your works and your plans will succeed, mm. and I yeah and you know that that's really hard to do. Sometimes, because a lot of times, especially when we start hitting some success, 
you know, we want to claim credit for all of it. And then we want to do our thing, you know, and this and that. And, you know, I talk about this in the uh, the chapter with me and Alyssa, you know, success was there, right? You know, we hit success right during a really rough patch of our marriage. And, yeah. and, and it was really easy just to say, well, you know what, man, uh, maybe this thing isn't going to work out. You know, I got this thing going on now, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I truly believe that it was because me and Alyssa both decided to give it all over to God 100%. I know that I would not be career-wise where I am now if I hadn't done that. I I mean, I just, there's 100% no way, shape, form, or fact. Because if you really look at it, the entire brand of everything we do is based around family now. It wasn't that way in the beginning, but now it is. And and because of that, that is what people have really latched onto because honestly, that's kind of what makes us different in the land of influencers. Like there's not a lot of influencers that are just like, you know, man, we're not going to go out and party. We're not going to do that. We're the creed of social media. I like to call it, you know, we're not going to go out and party. We're not going to do all that stuff. We're going to do the show. And then we're going to our RV where the kids and the wife are, you know, and that, that's what we're doing. And and so and it wasn't always that way. You know, I, I wanted to go to the parties. I wanted to be part of the cool clubs and all this stuff in the beginning. And it's because we really just decided that our marriage was was worth it and that God was worth it. You know, here we are. And so, yeah, man, it's just it's it's really the weirdest part of writing a book is looking back at your life and realizing that your whole life fits on 200 some odd pages, <laughs> you know, incredibly like, Oh man. But then looking back at everything from a overview type thing and saying, wow, that's where God was working right there. I didn't see it right then, but now I see it 100%. That's crazy to me. And, and so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a really cool, really cool process. So let me ask you this. Okay. What did not make the book that you were maybe contemplating on putting in and decided not to? What didn't make it? They wanted me to write the end all be all book. Like, you know, that that you know, that's what they wanted. And you, and you know me, man, I'm always thinking, you know, about down the road and stuff. I said, "No, I don't want to write the end all be all book. I want to write it and and everybody that buys the book or reads the book on the very last page, you'll know what I'm talking about, the very last page." I wrote that very specifically to be like, you know, we're not done. And and mm-hmm. there's more, you know, there's there's so much more that we need to say. And now, especially with everything that's going on, good Lord, I've got three books, <laughs> you know, <I'm> still <laughs> talking about. but 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 the, the truth is there was a lot that didn't make it because the first half of the book was talking about getting to that point in the first place. And, and so. I tackled and, and, you know, I wrote this book almost a year and a half ago now. You mm-hmm. know, I tackled what I believed were some of the biggest things that were going to stand the test of time as issues that are important. We obviously talk about life starts now. That chapter, mm-hmm. it's obviously about abortion and, and being pro-life. Do you know where your kids are? That yeah. chapter is about uh, seeing firsthand like yourself going to these D1 universities and seeing this indoctrination firsthand, seeing what actual racist people actually look like, you know, and and what they sound like and what they believe. Uh, Gun rights or human rights. 
that chapter is very relevant right now uh, with Absolutely. the attack on our Second Amendment. Let's see what else. The tattoo. Oh, conservatives can't be Christians is something that 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 I'm I I know full fledged that there's a lot of Christian people that are not going to like that chapter. And, <laughs> and and but I believe it's important. And me and you have talked about this as well. You know, so much silence from woke. Christian leaders that, you know, during these times and, and it bothers me, it bothers me a lot. And, and so I talk about that in that chapter, that's not going to be a very popular chapter. In fact, my manager said when he read it, he was like, Oh man, this is going to be the one out of all of them that probably is going to get you in the most, the most <laughs> heat. Um, and then, and then at the very end, man, it, it was kind of inadvertently almost this prophetic chapter because I say our rights and our freedoms are not up for debate. And this was pre-COVID. This was pre-everything. Wow. And, 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 you know, and here we are borderline handing over our freedoms in the face of fear. And, mm. and so, you know, we talk about that in the book. And so, the, again, there's a lot that didn't make it in the book. Believe it or not, a very only small talk about kneeling for the anthem, very small amount in the book. You know, the, yeah, there's just a lot. And now with all this stuff, I mean, I can't wait to hopefully be able to write another book if this one does well. Yeah, Even if it doesn't, you still got to write another book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but well it will. Yeah. It'll yeah. do well. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, we, we've been very humbled by the pre-order so far. And, you know, we're self-published this book. And so, yeah, yeah. You know, thank you to everybody who may be watching who already have the book or if you've purchased the book while we've been talking. Thank you, guys, because, you know, I know David did as well. Uh, your support in that helps us keep doing what we're doing. And, and yeah. uh, you know, it's very much appreciated. So. Well, your book is amazing. Your podcast, uh, Dear America, is amazing. If you're not listening to Graham's podcast, make sure you subscribe to Graham Allen on your favorite podcast platform. Final question for you, Graham. And I know you we've talked a little bit about this, but this is my last question. I always ask my guests, how important is faith to you personally? You know, there are times that I there's times that I'm taking that I'm taken back by how much faith plays a role in my life these days. You know, there's something truly humbling to humble yourself and realize how not in control of things you actually are mm. and, and how, you know, the only real way to get through this life without so much worry, so much despair, so much loneliness is to realize that there is someone out there that is so much bigger than we could ever be. And, and that, you know, <laughs> this life is, is, is finite, right? And, and it's so hard for us as, as humans, as people to wrap our head around how just a blip in the radar this life is. And, and there's something so much bigger around the corner that, that, that we're all headed to. And, you know, faith drives me to just, just keep going, man. I, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what type of person I would be or if I would even be here if I didn't have God guiding me through my life that I don't deserve, by the mm -hmm. way. You know, I, I don't deserve the times where God has truly given me like a leg up or God has truly like given me a mulligan. If you, if you can say such a thing. And, and I can't I, count my mulligans. I'm serious. <laughs> and, and so, you know, there's something truly humbling 
with being able to look at yourself and you know what, man, I am not worth anything. I mean, I'm just not. And, and, but, but God loves me so much that he says that I'm worth something. And that means a lot. And, you know, Alyssa at the end of the day, can't make me happy eternally. Mm. My kid at the end of the day, as much as I love them, they cannot make me happy eternally. You know, and, and, you know, God, only God can do that. And, and it, even that mindset has, has saved my marriage. It saved my business. It saved my life is that realizing that, you know, Graham is not going to be happy all the time. Graham is not going to be physically okay all the time, but God has a place for me. You know, hopefully it's way, way, way down the road, <laughs> you know, but, but, but God has a place for me. And, and, you know, that's what I choose to take comfort in. So, well, I, I think that's beautiful. You know, I know you, you are valuable. You are worthy because if you weren't, then Jesus wouldn't have died for you or for me or for any of us. Very true. Uh, but trying to appreciate that value and that worth apart from our creator that created us is, I believe, where we can wind up in just a place of, uh, solace, a place of uh, depression, a place of, you know, woe is me. But uh, it's a beautiful thing when you understand how good our Papa is and that he loves you and he's got a plan for you and your life just, it it just exemplifies that man. You're you and your marriage with Alyssa and your kids and how family oriented you are with, with, with everything that you're doing, brother, we need you in this movement. We need you in this fight. I'm honored to be in this fight with you. And it's an absolute blessing to see what God's doing in your life. And I truly believe Graham, I truly believe this is still just the beginning of the amazing things that God has for you and your family. This is just the beginning. It's a scratch on the surface for well, what God has for you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. And, and I feel the same way about you, man. You know, every day it's so awesome to see, you know, all the strides that you're making and, and just everything that's going on. And I consider it a real blessing to not only have gotten to know you, you know, we know a lot of people, right? But there's very few yeah. people that that I would honestly say, you know, well, that, you know, that guy or that girl's my friend. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm very honored to be able to call you my friend. And so I appreciate it. Well, that's that that feeling's mutual, brother. Absolutely. If you haven't already, make sure you go pre-order your book at America316.com. You're gonna absolutely love it. Graham Allen, my brother, thank you so, so much for uh, for sharing your heart with uh, with everybody today. I'm truly excited for your book, for that success that's going to come, for the lives that are going to change from reading what you wrote, man. It's a it's a tough, tough deal to get your words out on paper and get it into a book. I know. So uh, I'm, I'm just I'm excited and thrilled to see the uh, the lives that change from it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it very much. All right. God bless you, brother. We'll have you back on again. All right. Later, man. All right. Thank you, friends. There you have it right there. The amazing Graham Allen. He shared so much in his book. You've got to get it. Make sure you get it on pre-order. Uh, and, if, and and once pre-order is over, make sure you get it. Get it as a gift. Give it away to friends, family. It's absolutely going to impact and change and wake people, wake people up. Uh, it's needed. It's so needed. And uh, don't forget, go to MyPillow.com. Use the code David. Get your mattress topper. I guarantee you're going to love it. David J. Harris Jr. here. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.